Hello and welcome to Farm D Unscripted, where we inspire you, educate you, and guide you to write the prescription for your life. I am Dr. Bree. And I am Dr. Laquita J. We are your hosts of this lovely podcast. So without further ado, let's get unscripted. Welcome everyone to Form the Unscripted. So today's episode is a call to action. Recently, I came across an article on reddit.com in which it was about a pharmacist who she shared a story that she um, experienced. So the story says, I have been with a retail pharmacy for 10 years as a PIC, suffering like most, if not all retail pharmacists. But I got really fed up with my DM, which is district, um, district manager, told me over the phone that one of the pharmacists in our district took his own life. Plus, I know many pharmacists diagnosed recently with hypertension and heart issues after working for a long time with this retail pharmacy. I know we all think of our expenses and mortgage and kids before we take any action, but every day it gets worse and worse. They cut more hours and X for more measures plus horrible unprofessional treatment from management. We need to do something before it's too late either union or organization to protect us. We are not asking for much. We need to be treated fairly. We need lunch breaks, breaks, enough help. We need to go to the bathroom when we get the urge, not five hours later. If anyone has experience with unions, please share or any other ideas to make our lives a little better. Thanks. Wow, that was one response. And I think that came from when there was some cuts being announced by a major retail uh, grocery pharmacy. And this is really real. Like there are mm-hmm. people who are struggling. And to be a healthcare professional, it almost feels like we're not a healthcare professional because um, I know when I was in school, I really wanted to help people and really get them on the track to have a healthier life. And it seems as though even when you want to use your judgment or you say this medication can't be filled because X, Y, and Z, there are corporations that are saying, well, we can't have any upset customers, so you need to just give it to them. And then this whole thing of no break, no lunches, I just think it's absolutely crazy. Now, when I thought about getting into pharmacy when I was about 16 I wasn't thinking about any of those things really because you're young and (laughs) you don't really think about the future that much as far as things like that as far as a positive or a nourishing work environment but after getting into the workforce after completing um, my farm D I was just like this is crazy and when you get older I know it's harder And so I have been wanting a call to action for a very long time. Pharmacists, one thing that I wish could change and that I would love to see change is for us to start using our voices, start voicing our opinions, start Mm -hmm. standing up and standing to management. And a lot of times with pharmacists, we say so many things amongst each other, but we don't say it to the people who really matter, who can change things and make change ourselves. 
We depend mm-hmm. on organizations. We we just say, well, I'm going to just have to suck it up because I needed this money. But we have to stop. Everything starts with self. Always self. And honestly, I feel what less one with this article. Suicide to know, okay, we hear a lot. I, I mean, I guess I have heard many stories of doctors committing suicide, medical students committing suicide because the intense, how intense the program is. And again, that they strive to perfection. But pharmacists, that's something I guess I didn't hear because that's one of the main reasons I decided to be a pharmacist was because of it was um, allegedly had the best work-life balance in the healthcare field. Mm, that's interesting. And you know what? I remember my second year of pharmacy school, I have a cousin who is an attorney and she asked me one day, why are pharmacists stressing out so much? Because she brought an article to my attention where the suicide rates for pharmacists was increasing and even more so over attorneys and they used to have a very high suicide um, rate. I don't know if they still do. I haven't done that research yet but that that is really interesting I think at one time the work-life balance in pharmacy was pretty good but Mm -hmm. a lot of people are saying that there is not really work-life balance it's a struggle a major struggle Mm -hmm. and the thing of it is I'll say the work-life balance and I would say in order to survive retail most pharmacists take antidepressants and that's crazy especially if they weren't on those type of things before. And I know there are a lot of pharmacists that are prescribed Adderall, you know, to help concentrate and get the work done. And it's just like, we have to use our voices. We really, really do. And I think one thing that helps a lot of times with doctors and nurses is that they have television shows or movies where people are seeing their struggles, seeing what they have to deal with. But when you look around, there are no television shows about pharmacists. There are no um, TV shows or books or anything. And if somebody does want to write one or start a show, uh, your girl wants to roll. Okay, remember Dr. Bree, and I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need my coin. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna need my coin. So if you go out there and you heard it on Farm D unscripted, remember me. Okay, give me a little kickback. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, I think that we don't speak up and out. We aren't sharing our stories, and we aren't being transparent. When district managers come around and people are like, well, see, I don't want to lose my job, but isn't your, isn't your happy isn't your health isn't it worth that I feel like yes pharmacy is saturated have a game plan but we need to come together because this has to change if not us then who yes if not us then who I mean granted there are clauses and policies in our company that has that covers mental health however I personally think in my opinion that there should be just a mental health day but in our profession you can't have a mental health day because if you don't show up the pharmacy can't in the community, I was in the community pharmacy world. If you don't show up, the pharmacy can't open. So therefore, girl. I can't afford to say I need a mental health day. Right, girl, you can't even afford to be a sick. 
<laughs> okay? It can't even be a, a right. sick day. You know, if you're sick, they like, well, you know, roll the hospital bed on up out here because you're going to have to open a pharmacy. So just lay in the hospital bed in the pharmacy, child. You know, you can't even, you can't even be sick. Mm-hmm. A you lot can. of times they're like, well, you can you come in? You know, and I mean, I understand it. I get it. But it's just like, what kind of policies, what kind of things need to change so that we are afforded those times? Because I know like one of my boundaries, if I'm sick, I'm sorry, I cannot come in because I wouldn't just call out if I really wasn't sick. And I mean, I understand sometimes there's different people, but there has to be some other policies and things put in place. I think it has to stop being so much about all this money. I understand Mm -hmm. money is important. I understand that, you know, it's great to make a profit, but how much is a profit worth over people's lives? Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And and I think the reasons, as as the article mentioned, that we do need uh, we do need to do something because it's too late. And I totally agree. I totally agree with the with a union our organization. And as she mentioned, that's I think some of the reasons why I think farmers have a hut such a hard time because as mentioned in the article, we don't we do not have lunch breaks. We're expected to work. In my case, some days I work twelve hour shifts, twelve hours, no break, consistent busy at all times and little help are something and don't let it be a day when a technician feels they're in a bad mood Mm. that's 12 hours of just insanity yeah and I think even a lot of times when people do have a chance to eat a little something you really aren't able to just do that because there's always someone that needs help with something, always somebody who needs to talk to the pharmacist. So it's really hard to do that. And I know another point that I wanted to bring up is the fact that pharmacists in the profession of pharmacy is becoming so divided. When we look at a clinical pharmacist or a hospital pharmacist versus a community pharmacist versus a government pharmacist, all these different sectors, people are like, Look at it and say, well, that's not me, so that's you guys' fight. That's not me, so this doesn't impact me while I'm here. So, and, and people get complacent. And we have to fight for our whole entire profession. If It doesn't matter if it doesn't directly affect you. It's, it's still a pharmacist. It's still pharmacy. And I think that's a sure way that our profession will die if we don't come together but we have this hierarchy on who's so important and who's beneath and well you guys need to do this how about we all do this how about we all get on the same bandwagon and say no this is not okay how about people who do have a position that is maybe more fulfilling open the doors and try to get other people who are also trying to get into those same careers give some guidance And so I think that's important too in this call of action is that we have to stop being so divided. We have to come together and we have to save the pharmacy profession. Otherwise, there really will not be one or very limited. Yes, I do agree. So I think it's so many factors that go into it. Why are we allowing corporations to define, dictate our profession? Mm. Like, why do pharmaceutical companies, why do you think pharmaceutical companies give us all all these kickbacks? Like from, they give it to the pharmacy schools and the pharmacists mm, and some well, of these organizations. I pharmacists because that may be a little bit kind of legal. <laughs> think about it. Here, mm-hmm. here's, and I, I would say, and this is my, I, I wouldn't even say like, 
it's a it's a kind of unsubtle kind of kickback. Think about it. Mm-hmm. When we're in pharmacy school, you want to attend all those free CE dinners, right? Mm-hmm. Those CE dinners are are hosted by manufacturer, I mean, uh, manufacturers and pharmaceutical companies. Mm-hmm. So they become more trusted. Mm. Think about how I, I had a I had a um a doctor tell me one time, yeah, I used to love those Cipro breakfasts during medical school. Cipro. They call it Cipro because the manufacturer of Ciprofloxin will host a weekly breakfast for them. Mm-hmm. But think about it when they, you when you're in practice and you're like, Oh, I need to prescribe this drug to a patient, you're gonna think of Cipro. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing of when it comes like to pharmacists like you got to think how we're ready. And even pharmacies, uh, pharmacy schools, we have so many, oh, we like to thank our sponsors and we list them. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny how we always end up in retail out the pharmacy school. Mm-hmm. That's always like, be mindful of that. And it's like, but it's also too, but back to the point, it's like, why are we letting corporations dictate and run our profession? Why aren't we? We are the ones who are doing the labor. Mm, yeah, we are the true. ones that making them rich so we can't have a voice in it and i also think it all comes to with a change of mind mm-hmm. when you realize healthcare is a business mm-hmm. it's not a need where, we, where it once was formed to help people and better them it has really became a business Right. And that is so, so true. And I think that even like some of the television shows are highlighting that like Amsterdam, I've heard. And it was another one. I don't know about the resident, the resident, the resident. resident, Go watch that TV show because the first I would say the season one, that first two episodes reminded me of being on a rotation, especially um, internal medicine rotation and you being fit feel like uh, you feel like you're less than how you have to go through this entire hazing process to show your worth that you are worthy to be in the profession yeah it's bad and i think that's a problem in uh clinical uh pharmacist programs like residencies even though i think that's all a mind game too like we all went to school we all clinically have experience and just because you do another year or two, I'm not trying to knock it. It's wonderful. It's great to have more experience. But I do think that a lot of times people experience kind of like a, a hazing almost in those type of programs. And not only that, there are plenty of people who do want to pursue those programs and don't get in. But um, I don't think that that doesn't mean that they're not capable of doing it. But that's another show for another time. But yes, I do think that um, that show is very, very accurate as far as how the healthcare system is running in the United States today is more of a business than really actually caring for the patient. Yes. And then it's just being like, oh, we're doing this for the patient. You know, like that's just the yes. covering. That's the covering. But that's not what's really, you know, going on and really driving things. We have to understand, of course, yes, it is a business. You do want to make money. I'm not saying that. But it just seems as though now making money is taking priority over everything patients actual mm-hmm. health mm-hmm. pharmacists actual health you know in career fulfillment it's like no you're doing this we're giving you the money this is what you we want you to do and we don't want you to have anything to say and we have to cut those times out we have to start using our voices and i know it's hard i know it's tough when you're like well i got this to pay for i got that but we have to not only just rely on um these organizations to represent us we 
have to represent us. We do. It it starts with us. And it's also, too, I would say even at the exposure, like, know your surroundings. Are we keeping up with current events? Do we have a We have to have a seat at the table and have something to say at that seat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's really our problem. And we as pharmacists, we have to advocate. We have to advocate these changes. We yeah. also advocate, advocate for change. Do we have to? Right. We fought, um, well, I didn't necessarily fight, but, you know, we as in pharmacists fought for pharmacy to become a doctorate program. But then is that mm-hmm. where it fights? I mean, is that where it ends? That we just wanted to be known as doctors? We just wanted to, to mm-hmm. have a doctorate degree? Or are we going to really keep busting down doors and showing people our value, what pharmacists can do and how we are so valuable to the healthcare system. We have to have that same passion. We have to be a part of everything, of all the decisions. We can't sit back any longer and just write on the coattails and just say, well, you you know, blah, blah, or we don't really need to go to that because that doesn't concern us. No, everything concerns us. That's the attitude that we need to have. No, you need a pharmacist on your team. You know, you know what? You need five five pharmacists on your team. We we have to we have to no longer. I will even say have a seat at a table. We need to create our table. Yes. Don't even beg for a seat. We gonna just take, create taking the hand, taking the hands of um director producer Tyler Perry. Yes, yes. He, Tyler, he, he, he didn't <laughs> wait for Hollywood. To invite him. He created mm-hmm. his own Hollywood to the point where Atlanta is known as the Black Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and I th- I thought that was so inspirational. Um, to see his growth and see where he came from and and to see that he didn't have to have someone else believe in him. He believed in himself. Mm-hmm. And that's what we all have to do. We have to believe in ourselves. We have to believe in our profession. And we have to believe in each other and help lift each other up so that we can make the necessary changes that we want to see to make everyone's life in this profession better. Yes, just like so we as pharmacists have to define what FAR is, what what. How can we change? How can we be an asset to the public health, to the world? Which brings me to our jewel of the day. Be the change that you wish to see in the world. That's by Gundy. As pharmacists, student pharmacists, pre-pharmacy students, and pharmacy technicians, we have to be the change that we wish to see in the pharmacy profession. It starts by identifying that we have problems and we have to advocate for solutions, whether it be to the Board of Pharmacy, pharmacy organizations, or whomever else in the healthcare industry. But we have to identify, provide solutions and advocate those. Yes. So that's our show for today. We hope that you enjoyed it. We hope that you received something from it and that this episode really helped you. We want to interact with you and hear your thoughts specifically about this episode on Facebook or Instagram. Look out for our post. Remember, sharing is caring. So tell a colleague or a friend to come join in the fun at FarmD Unscripted. 
Follow us on our social media platforms of Facebook and Instagram at FarmD Unscripted. You can interact with us, leave feedback, share your stories, and all that goodness that social media has to offer. Until next time, we will see you later.